Hello, everyone. Welcome to Struggle Session. I'm Leslie the Third. I'm Jack Allison. And I'm Jonathan Daniel Brown. Now, I know what you're expecting, right? A last show of 2018, possibly the first show of 2018. Depends on how fast we get this out there. And you're expecting us to do what all those other podcasts do and just do a recap show. Year in review. Year in review. Of course, of course, of course. Maybe we'll have some lists of what the bests were for the year. We'll (sighs) all have prepared lists and we can say what the best things were of the year as we close the page on that particular chapter if there's one thing americans love it's lists we love lists leslie what do you think Um, i think we're gonna be real with the people this year we're not gonna do that bullshit see in the in the industry in the podcasting industry you know what we call those year-end shows we call them high c low e shows okay that's high content yeah low effort all right I see Lowy. And we're not doing that to you this year. We're not. We did to you last year. The rest of the podcast might feed you that swill. You might look down the rest of your podcast list and see, oh, list 2018 podcast number one, 2018 podcast number two. We're not going to do that to you. Nope. 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 We're better than that. We're looking forward to the future is what we're going to do in this episode. We're going to look forward, not backwards. Okay. You know, here's the thing. Uh, If we wanted to do a list of the best movies for the year, I don't actually think it's possible for this year. (laughs) I don't think it's possible to create a list of more than zero. No, there were a few movies I liked. <laughs> there was, if there were a few good ones, even maybe a couple of. Don't great, mention them though. That, ones that's, that, but we're not doing that. We're not. Yeah, we're don't not. mention them. That would be making a list. There are other episodes. If we mention one, is that a list or two? Like, when does it become a list? After I think four? at one. If you if you if you say the number one and then you say anything, then that is technically a list. You yes. made a list. Yeah. yeah. No, and we're not going to do that. This we're not year. doing it. We're going to put ourselves out there. We're going to put, we're going to, you know, because we have been, you know, called the the sages of leftist podcasting several times. Yeah, yeah, many, many times. Mm. And so we're going to keep, you know, rolling with that. We're going to put our reputation on the line once again with more predictions. Uh, As you saw our, our prediction back in 2017 when we said Star Wars was dead. Yeah. Came true. I mean, Mm -hmm. did you see any Star Wars this year? Was there any Star Wars around to be seen, or does it feel kind of dead? It's yep. true. That Look, there's a reason why we're called the socialist Dennis Pragers. It's because we understand culture. Sure. And we understand we understand liberals. Well, so last year we, we looked into our crystal balls, and we discovered that the Star Wars movies were not very good, and they couldn't <laughs> continue to be not very good before people would <laughs> stop seeing them. So now we're pulling out our crystal balls again to make 
totally out there predictions. Um, and, and we actually got help from, you know, Leslie, you tweeted out. I think you also asked the Discord uh, for some suggestions of predictions. Yeah, uh, we're, we're going to actually go through your predictions. Yes, folks. That's how. That's the level of difficulty we're at. We're gonna. We let you throw anything you want out there, and we have to give thumbs up or thumbs down, <sighs> and we're gonna be held accountable yeah. for it. A rule of thumb is that wow. expensive. A rule of thumb is that expensive, unsustainable things will inevitably collapse. That's an yeah, easy one. It's a pretty easy one. Um, also, if you view everything through the. Uh, 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 through the lens of that capitalism is collapsing. Uh, that's another helpful way to predict yeah. things that are happening in the near future. And yeah, we're so, not, we are seers, but you know, we don't have a crystal ball. We're how like, how like Paul Atreides, Muadib himself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So everybody get out there weirding stones and yeah. we are going to go through a, the list of the predictions that you gave us for yeah. what will happen in 2019. Okay. Yeah. And for there were four broad car- categories of things that people predicted, basically, sure. which kind of sets the tone in general. Yeah. What 2019 <laughs> is going to be like. Yeah. There were, um, uh, of course, political predictions. Yeah. Uh, there were predictions about art and culture. Of course, that's what we do on this podcast: politics and you know, movies, film, music, etc. There was also a category of predictions just of deaths. Just yes. of who is going to die. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a lot of those. And then the final prediction was what I will term apocalyptica. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, predictions about the not if the world will end in 2019, but how it will start to end. The myriad ways it will continue to end in 2019. Yes. The apocalypse that is currently unfolding will continue to unfold. We We've kind of gotten past the stage of hope at this point it's already it's already going down we might as well roll with it Hey, but there's an election coming up we might get (laughs) beto in there oh Oh, boy we got got a lot well there's going to be a lot of bail content on the show i do want to preface this um i do want you know uh josh toilet paper amanda morcott um several other uh lumen john aravosis They've all been in a little bit of tizzy about us, uh, us anti Beto Bros. Uh, God, they're all still around. They're, they're, <laughs> yeah. say, they're saying that we it's the are the same people. That it's we're so dump, we're dumping on Beto just because we're jealous that yeah. he's so. The Amanda Marcotte <laughs> one was so funny to me because she was like, they only like Beto because last time they liked Bernie because he was the only anti-establishment white man. And that's what it's really about. So, of course, they're scared of Beto because he's exactly the same. I'm like, doesn't that mean that every Bernie fan, if they just want like an anti-establishment white guy, wouldn't they all like Beto? Yes. Wouldn't, isn't that <laughs> what it would uh, be? Like? It's like the Gloria Steinem thing where it was the, the women are voting for Bernie Sanders because of all the boys they want to fuck. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, sure. And well, also, Marcota's the, doing like a, a reversal. It's such a bizarre Beto, thing. Beto. As if people would rather fuck Bernie instead of <laughs> Beto. <laughs> I think, I mean, I, I think that it's really strange. It's like they have to jump through hoops because the real truth of the matter is, is that like Beto is just not as progressive as they want to paint him as. Oh, He's not quite dead. as progressive as they want to paint him as. So they have to figure out this way to, to, to make it that. Bernie people don't like Beto because he's too progressive for them, and that means that people won't like Bernie 
who they like because he's progressive. Like they have to like figure out this construction where Beto can still be more progressive than Bernie and then also explain why people who care about progressive politics uh, um are, I don't know, willing to look into his record, I guess. I guess that's what everyone's really upset about. All right, well, I, mean, I, I guess we are starting in the political uh, predictions Yes, already. So sure. let, let's go through some of them. All right. Uh, first one uh, we got on the list, um, I think this is a gimme, uh, Beto on SNL. Yeah. That is a 100% lock. That is just, I mean, it may have already happened and I don't know about it. <laughs> that's the lock of the year lock of the year folks the only the only way that this doesn't happen well it's gonna happen in 2019 it might happen in 2018 it might happen in the next few days <laughs> here's what's gonna happen kate mckinnon is gonna play beto and then beto is gonna come out they're gonna do a dueling beto's bit wow uh, that's gonna be the joke i do think that you know kate mckinnon as beto beto does feel likely to be what it's going to be, even though I can't think of any character she's ever played or anything about like her vibe as a comedian that would indicate that she'd play Beto. I just think that they are <laughs> like some somehow like contractually bound to make Kate McKinnon the featured <laughs> player in any kind of political thing. Like no matter who the candidate is going to be, she's going to play them. Right. Oh, I can't wait inevitable. to see her as Kamala Harris. To be honest, I swear, <laughs> I swear they'll have like they'll have like uh, they'll have like Kyle play Bernie during the primary, and then if he wins in the primary, they'll switch to Kate McKinnon. <laughs> right. <laughs> like now, now she's Bernie. All right. So hey. re- related one, uh, Trump calls Beto a Mick. Trump calls Beto a Mick. I just don't see it. I don't think that Trump does that kind of like anti-white guy racism. Like, I don't even think that he like can think of that term off the top of his head, to be honest with you. I think he's forgotten it. I'm sure he said it plenty of times in the 70s. Like Trump says the N word like on the regular. You know what I mean? And so I could see him accidentally slipping out the N word, you know, more than I could see him accidentally slipping out Mick. It would take like it would take like forethought to call Beethoven Mick. I think more than any like closer to reality i could give like a 60 percent chance to him calling him like beta o'rourke <laughs> oh yeah I, I would put that at 70 but not for 2019 i think it's 2019 is a little too early i think it's 2020 before oh uh, sure Donald what about bay tune he's a cartoon <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's definitely a Trump one. Bet Betune, Betune O'Rourke <laughs> with his cartoon <laughs> politics. I'm telling you, Beta Beta O'Rourke. He's not a man, folks. Beta, yeah, he's not a real man. <laughs> All right, so yeah, definitely happening. Um, but that is more of a 2020 thing. 2020, I yeah. wonder how Ben much, Garrison's on the ready. Because I honestly, I think this year, here's a prediction I'm willing to make. This is a year that Trump will be more positive about people in the Democratic primary because he wants to like, he thinks he's doing this like uh, reverse psychology. Oh, yeah. Thing he where loves he's, like raising the person who's like he wants to go against or whatever. I think this year we'll see him be nicer about the people in the primary. Yeah. He'll, he'll do gossipy, like backstabby compliments to yeah. each other. Be like crazy me. Bernie. Like, you know, people really seem to like him. His crowds are bigger than Beto's and stuff <laughs> like that. Have to, like he's gonna have to come up with a new one. Crazy Bernie's never stuck. I feel like Crazy Bernie. He might stick with it. We'll see. We'll I, see. I think he. Uh, somebody said did say this on Twitter. Like he actually probably likes Bernie. He he like he feels like he could like have a he could sit down and have like a dumb old New York guy conversation <laughs> with him at like a diner or something. 
Both of us we're, we're both from we're both from the same neighborhood. Uh, yeah, but uh, I bet you Bernie doesn't like Trump. Is what I think. Yeah, no. <laughs> they could sit down and have a conversation, and Bernie would be like, "This guy is such a fucking asshole, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> pathological liar." But I also feel like that's how Trump feels about everybody. Is he's like, if I sat down with him, they'd like have fun, and you yes. probably would. But like, <laughs> that doesn't change the fact that he's a big fat billionaire asshole who's like ruined thousands, well, maybe millions, millions of lives. Of lives. Okay. All right, so um, let's see what else we got. Um, MSNBC, we got two about MSNBC. Sure. One, one of the hosts will have a regular segment about their Twitter mentions. The second one, they will Doesn't that already happen. Yeah, I think I, I feel like, like this was is what Joy and Reed talks about on our show, like all. But I, but like I, I, I'm, I'm taking that prediction to mean like a named segment. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like Joy and Reed is like, and now once again we're going to like in my menchies, or in whatever, my menchies. You know, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Hashtag uh, corner. That would def- <laughs> that would definitely happen. Um, that one feels pretty likely. Yeah. Yeah, especially and- especially as the Democratic primary like sort of like heats up and all these like, you know, elite media types who think that any type of criticism is like targeted harassment. <laughs> like when that uh, uh, yeah. idea sort of like comes back into the mainstream, um, we're going to be seeing a lot of that. Well, bullshit. and to be clear, the social media companies, they all have booths at these conventions. Right. And they, all, they all have presences with both political parties. So and they, they make have, like, money either way. operatives with their campaigns. Like that's the thing. Like there was like a guy that worked for Facebook that was embedded with the Trump campaign, same as the Hillary campaign. They just like send out an operative to work with them. All right. So uh, I, I'm going to skip the other MSNBC one, but I'm going to get to this interesting one for a, a candidate we haven't really talked about on this show uh, lately. And that's, of course, Mr. Joe Biden, Uncle Joe. Mm. Joe Biden will either be publicly racist or publicly creepy towards a woman and will say people got mad because this generation is soft. That feels <laughs> inevitable. Really likely. <laughs> oh, He's already that's, starting that. That's a 2019 for sure. He, that he is gave, a 2019. He gave that speech earlier this year where he talked about how he had no sympathy for broke millennials. He's fucked. <gasps> well, I mean, I also think that like the more that Joe Biden is under the, the watchful eye of cameras and microphones and everything like that like this guy's default is to be a creepy little weird old man you, you know think he's I mean? gonna get 4chan like all those compilations of him grabbing shoulders and yeah, like, I think sides he's gonna be and kinda, yeah i think he will be kind of creepy or like make some kind of like 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 a george hw bush-esque you know uh uh what the fuck was it called uh, uh a like, grope moment yeah no no the david copperfield <laughs> oh. kind of thing you know what i mean he'll like make some kind of joke where he like pats a woman's butt or something like that and everyone will be like that's fucked up and he'll be like this generation has gotten soft and many of the centrist like boomers will be like we agree with biden yeah but, like, get, but, but like, the anita hill thing is gonna here's what well here's here's i'll add one more onto this prediction here he does something fucked up he apologizes for it and then there and then centrist democrats are like we don't want to make the same mistake we made with franken and mm. make a big deal about making a stand for joe and standing for him so for these past you know two and a half years everything bernie sanders says has been like the most sexist racist thing that could possibly be imagined i'm just very excited to see like joe biden be in front of a microphone now and like see what comes out of his mouth i I really think he you know has done some like intersectional learning since he's um left the office and he's not going to say anything at all weird about black people or bootstraps or women or sexism or anything like that nothing weird going on in joe biden's head i'm sure 
<laughs> I mean, I ugh, whatever. There's. Yeah, yeah. I, and also, we're going to be watching a Joe Biden run who is this run is happening after the Trump run. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And like that has, I think, percolated as much as people are Democrats are being like, we need to run like a you know positive campaign like uh, Barack Obama did. It's still in everyone's minds that they're like, hmm, especially old guys like Biden. He's like, you know, Trump really got them all riled up, you know, by <laughs> saying what he thinks. All right, so next up, uh, this is a good one. This is an oldie, but a good one, I, I feel, for me. A public official will use the N-word openly and say it actually means ignorant. <laughs> I think that is very likely. The only question is, will it be a Democrat or a Republican? <laughs> that is the only thing I'm doubtful of. So let me ask you here. When you say use the N-word openly, does that mean, like, use it and, like, use it a lot or like use it and then double down and say i was talking about ignorant you like, use it and double down use, okay. it, use it and double down and say it's ignorant it's, that feels pretty like here's my prediction a republican white politician will use it and a non-white democratic politician will use it and oh, they'll both say the same thing <laughs> no no i think it's very unlike uh, well non-white do you mean black or just non i mean i mean non-white i mean black hispanic asian non-white non the democrats have a lot of non-white racists who are racist against black people and they tend to use I can see intersectionality a as a cover i could see democrats using it not in the same way as a republican not saying it was ignorant but like using it like we are the end of the world or something like yeah, that and being like, but yeah, them being what, like, that's, that's inspiring or whatever. Yeah, that's that the vibe. Um, yeah, I, uh, you know, there is there was one prediction that is really out there, and I'm gonna say it's. I'm gonna give it a seventy, not a seventy, maybe a forty percent chance. A video of Beto saying the N word will appear. I'm putting it low. You know why? Mm. Uh, uh, I tweeted this out, uh, and I, I found this out from reading, but where Beto got his nickname was that his father was a judge in El Paso, and they gave him the nickname Beto when he was a child because, and this is what his father says in interviews, he's like, because I thought that he might run for office someday, and he'd like get more votes from the Hispanics who live here if his nickname is Beto. So... With oh, that so he's said, like a Garcetti, then. exactly. Like if his family, if he's like being primed to run for office, like for his entire life, like this man has said the N word, like privately and whatever frat he's in or anything. But I don't think a videotape exists. Yeah, the, the only question is whether the frat videotaped or not, really, because like this this guy, you know, first of all, taking on the Hispanic name. Uh, to you know pr uh, promote himself he also says that the reason he got into punk music was because of bad brains of course the black um punk band like, wait he's not hispanic no no i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> like, you know robert francis o'rourke <laughs> he, he's definitely said some dicey shit i mean like any white person who has proximity to blackness or minorities at all always says some dicey shit when they're sure. younger. All of them. It may not be Beto who uses a slur, but it may be that Beto or someone connected to a Democrat has a racist kid that posts on 4chan that gets outed. That's oh, my sure. that parallel gets, prediction. That's that. My parallel prediction is that some Democrat has some kid that shit posts on an alt-right forum and will get busted. I could see that. Yeah, I don't know. I uh, I don't know if a tape of Beto saying it will appear. I just don't know. Right. I don't know about that. Oh no, he's he's been primed for too long. Primed like for too when long. they he's been primed for too long is the reason why I think. Okay. 
All right. It, let me see if any more uh, good political predictions. Uh, Graham Linehan punches a trans activist. Um, I say that's um, low because he's a coward and he won't yeah. actually face anybody in person. But he yeah. will continue to spiral downwards into like just ridiculous anti-trans bullshit. Yeah, here's a Graham Linen uh, prediction. It's like he is on his anti-trans bullshit, like to the nth degree. Now, I feel like that's just going to continue to the point where he'll just be like a like he might have like a Hatreon or something. You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? Like I feel like he Subscribe might get a following star. for this shit and then like start doing like webcam videos where he's just like spouting like hateful bullshit and <laughs> suddenly be making like sixty thousand dollars a month or something. All right. Uh, okay. Uh, White pink collar strikes, especially teacher strikes, become more of a thing in 2019. This time, though, they, they start happening in deep blue states like California and New York. That feels pretty likely to yeah. be. I mean, actually. the, the uh, L.A. Teachers Union is about to go on strike in the next few weeks. Yeah, I do think that. And this is like one of the, I guess you could say, upsides of like the entire world being like tumultuous hell right now is like it does feel like there is an upswing in radical politics and sort of in radical organizing, too. You know what I want to see? I want to see big rallies on weekdays. I want people to stop going into work and shit. You know what I mean? Like a general strike would be the coolest. Mm. All right. So moving on to our next category, death. Who is going to die? Maybe almost die. Come close to death. This also includes health, right? Yeah. Health health and death. Um, First one, I think this is another lock. Trump will have a public medical emergency of some sort. That feels pretty likely. Yeah, to me, amazing yeah. it hasn't happened already. It's it's shocking it hasn't happened already, but now it's feeling like the timing is right for it. And also, I'd like to like tack on to that prediction that they start treating this fucking guy like John McCain after that. <laughs> oh, yeah. like, after that happens, they're going to be like, this is a time for like solemn remembrance. Oh. Like, this is not the time to be talking about fake news. I don't or know the things that the this, president this has said. This is not the time for politics. This is not the time yeah, exactly. for politics. But, but he, I don't... He'll be like be in his like hospital bed being like, we need to like deport all the black guys. And they'll be like, this is not the time <laughs> yeah. to talk politics. Like, uh, yeah, I don't do know really if he'll drop this. dead. I could see him having a stroke. What's interesting is that, like, these things happen and they end up always working out as sympathy plays in the public's eye for some weird reason. I mean, Reagan getting shot. Yeah. uh, um, You you know, George W. Bush. That's the best thing that ever happened. George George W. Bush choking on the fucking pretzel. uh, Which is like, it's so funny that, like, as the, it's like, you know, Reagan got all this goodwill because someone tried to assassinate him. Like, our, like, stupid cokehead frat boy president, like, near choked to death on a pretzel. (laughs) And we had to sip it. Like, we had to sit Shiva for him. I know. It's bizarre. Like, we, it always works out uh, for some reason. Like they they use these things successfully to gain sympathy, even though they're morons. Yeah, like they can't eat food. <laughs> uh, and then yeah, Trump Trump I could see keeling over either a heart attack or a stroke. But I, he I, won't die. He won't die. No, he not going He's to not die. Not going to die. This guy's not going to die. This guy's not going to die for like thirty years. <laughs> no. I'm telling you, <laughs> he's going to be 110, yeah. eating nothing but bacon at the Mar-a-Lago husk. <laughs> like he'll outlive Obama. Like, he'll outlive sadly. his kids. I'm not saying it's good. I'm not saying I want that to happen. Like that's just what's going it to happen. happen. This soft man who's never like worked a day in his life is going to live to 110. Yeah, uh, guaranteed. So who is? And speaking of somebody who hasn't worked a day in their life, um, somebody. Pret- Predicted that the fuck the fucking queen will finally die. Hmm. 
I just maybe. you know maybe I I. I how how healthy? How old is the queen? Let's look it up here. Five thousand. The corgis are de- the corgis are dead now. So my wife know. was trying to explain to me like how the like the intrigue of the monarchy. Apparently, Charles is downsizing and telling some of like you know the inbred cousins that like you're cut off. We're we're not gonna you're there's no money for you unless you're like in the direct uh, lineage uh, anymore. Yeah. I've heard he plans to end the royal family, which I support. End it, Charles. <laughs> Goodbye. I, I can uh, kind of respect that. Like he lives, you know, you know, in immense wealth, and he's just saying, you know what? I'm not gonna give this to anybody else either. I'm just gonna enjoy it until I die. Let my sons have it. Then after that, we're done. You know, I don't know. I don't know if she dies this year because I think that. Uh, Trump, Trump, she has worked less than Trump has ever worked in his life. Yeah. And I was just predicting that Trump lives to 110. You know, she's only 92 right now. And they got she's great responsible. And they have universal health care over they there. They have universal health care. They probably, you know, I'm like, I think that, like, I don't think she dies this year. We got a lot more Elizabeth II. Uh, uh, to, but I also don't know that much about British politics. So maybe she'll die. I don't, I don't maybe know. Maybe Brexit will be too much. She doesn't give a fuck about Brexit. That's like so funny. <laughs> I'm sure people are like, oh, the queen is so sad about Brexit. Like, the queen wishes that they still, like, ran India, I'm sure. Like, <laughs> I'm, I don't. The only thing that uh, I, the only hot take I have about the royal family is that it's extremely sexist that Meghan Markle had to retire from acting just because she married that guy. It's super sexist. (laughs) You get to be a duchess, but you can't be on Suits. Yeah, she should be in in the next season of Suits. Uh, Well, you know, she just got cast in a new television show. Like, you can't be on a reality (laughs) show and Suits. You know what I mean? Right. The royal family is is the, they're the Kardashians of England. She got cast on a very highly paid reality show. (laughs) all right so next um ruth uh this is my prediction actually um ruth bader ginsburg will crumple into dust on the bench like one of the characters from infinity war (laughs) she is super going to die in 2019 oh no they're putting her they're putting her head in a jar futurama style they will they will put her on life support they will make her vote with blinks no, she's she, she's dying. She's dying. <laughs> she's dying literally, this year. Sorry to they, say it. I've seen two people in the past two days wearing like RBG shirts. It's so oh man, it's brutal. I, I, I am. We do want. We I do want to pause here and say that the reason we're kind of main to Ruth Bear Ginsburg is one, her politics aren't that great. Two, she was sub. They Obama asked her to retire while he was yeah. president so he could replace her. Oh. Oh, and, and do you remember that there were a lot of, like, salon articles and shit, like, in 2013 being, like, it's sexist to say, like, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, <laughs> or, like, I don't know, maybe I shouldn't go as far as that, that but they were, like, it, why it's fucked up to tell Ruth Bader Ginsburg to uh, uh, resign, I'm, like... I don't know, so that we don't end up with like six to three. Like he could fucking like this time he could like uh, he could put like Joe Arpaio on the court <laughs> at right. this point. Like somebody suggested Kid Rock. I think that's low, but possible. Trump, Trump, Trump likes Amy Coney Barrett, who is a a, a woman and uh, extremely right wing, and he can just do that and go look. I know I'm, I put yeah. a woman yeah. on the Supreme Court. That's it. It's yeah. a lock. Uh, yeah, that feels like a lock to me. I mean, she's getting like cancer, like falling over all the time. Horrible. Like, it's you know, cool. Uh, I mean, she shouldn't have like <laughs> again. I, mean, I guess I'm, it's like, her fault. I have a little bit. I don't have that much sympathy. Like she wanted to like continue to be a very important and uh, elite person, and so she did continue to do so. She put like uh, the country sort of below that desire. I guess Women's you know. I, I don't know what that. to tell you. Yeah. 
Yeah, like the things she believes in were not as important as like her maintaining power for a few of the most diapered years of her lives. Yeah. All right. Yeah, thanks, RBG. <laughs> All sad. right. Next, uh, Jordan Peterson <laughs> has a meat stroke. From RBG to JBP. Yeah, Jordan Peterson will have a meat stroke, a stroke induced by the amount of meat that he is uh, eating. So I have a good friend who announced to me a few months ago that he was going on the keto diet. He's like, yeah, I watched this documentary. It. It's the best shit ever. Uh, it, he couldn't do it very long. And I mean, he, he's a good looking guy. He doesn't need to do it really. But like the, the, the idea that like you only eat like red meat and like somehow you'll look and feel great. That's not makes keto. No that's sense. two different things. Keto is like, d- keto is just low carb. You eat a lot of nuts and shit. You, can you, eat eat, like, d- you don't eat only meat. You just don't, you cut out, really just cut out the sugar. I think that there's a strain though of like, I don't know why, but libertarians like like to think of themselves as cavemen or something like that. It's like, the, that's it's the paleo uh, biohacking movement. I know, but they all do this paleo thing. And so like, I, I, I don't know. I, I haven't, I'm not, I, I don't know if Jordan Peterson gets a meat stroke uh so much as um i think maybe god what happens to jordan peterson in 2019 i think a meat I, stroke I, is very very likely i don't know if that's will be the medical term for it but he will also have a medical emergency in 2019 <laughs> from just eating red meat which is not which is neither keto nor paleo nor any yeah. like Sane diet. It's no kind of diet. It's no yeah. kind of diet. It's just all right. So next in the death um, uh, category, Kissinger dies, and the New York Times uh, obits refer to him as a peacemaking diplomatic genius or some shit. Well, that's guaranteed when he dies. When he dies, but, but he will not die. He's in, gonna this year. He's not this gonna die like, in 2019. <laughs> I looked him up to see what his age is. He's 95 years old. I don't think he's gonna die. This man is like he might. He's well. No, he's, he's too like, evil. He's too evil. He's too evil. He's, he's been, got so, that chain. He's created that much racism in the world, and that gets you that gets you extra years of life. Yeah, sadly. have you seen prof- the prophecy? Right, Christopher Walken with the angels and shit. <laughs> the more evil you are, the longer you get to live. It sucks. Do you think Cheney and Kissinger made a pact with the same demon? <laughs> Possibly. They might like, they might be the same soul split yeah. <laughs> across two men. Like a, a whore crew. Yeah. Um I was gonna say it's very funny. I looked up to find his age. They still have him listed at five foot nine, and that's just not no. accurate right now. That is no longer accurate that he's five foot nine. Now Kissinger survives because he needs to survive long enough to uh endorse to like be a big player for Democrat endorsements for twenty twenty. Yes. Speaking of <laughs> next one. Hillary Clinton runs for president and also dies. Possibly. Hillary's more likely to run for president than die. I think, I, I look, she's going to run. That's inevitable. The question uh, is. Are you sure? Is that, is that a lock from you, JDB? It's a lock that she, she runs. The death wow. is interesting. I do think, look, she killed over two years ago, right before she, everyone thought. That, that's how I knew that was one of the first signs I knew I that mean, it, like she had no shot that, mean, that like, she's being dragged into that van 
<laughs> she's not healthy. I'm like, when uh, they're like, that was, oh man, that was the funniest time ever when like they were being like, that's ridiculous for anyone to ever talk about her health. And then there's like footage of like two men like throwing her like a bag of potatoes into a car. Like, and they try like, and they're like, that's fucked up and sexist that you would ever. And they're like, okay, she's sick, but who like doesn't faint and get thrown into a car by like security guards? No, no, you're Jack, Remember, Jack you're misremembering. They actually said it was showed how badass she was. Yeah. yeah she like had the flu, almost died and collapsed. What a warrior. Flew to four different states and had the flu. I have a good idea. Nothing but hot sauce. When your presidential candidate is under FBI investigation um, and is like passing out in the street, uh, let's switch to another one. That's a good time to, to, to make a switch. You know what I mean? Like, you, um, and also is like the most disliked politician in the country. Let's throw yeah. that on top as well. She could, I could see her running then dropping out for health reasons. Oh, yeah. I think that's a pretty likely one. I think I think that's fairly likely. All right. I'm not feeling well. I'm out. Yeah. All right. So moving on to our next category, Apocalyptica. Okay. Sure. How will the wor- world end? Um, How will the world continue, continue to, to end, end as in, it is currently in ending? In 2019. Um, first one, I think this is an easy one. Um, the complete collapse of the U.S. economy and slash or major suppression. Oh, sure. A recession worse than 2008. I mean, this December, I read an article that like just very like casually drops. They're like, this has been the worst December for socks. They're on track to be as bad as they were during 1931 and the start of the Great Depression. Like, okie dokie. Steve Steve Mnuchin calling up the heads of all the banks and asking if they're okay. (laughs) I mean, yeah, Steve Mnuchin, it's like, oh, like, the markets are supposed to be calmed by, like, the fucking Suicide Squad guy writing a letter. <laughs> like, you know, he, wrote, he wrote, like, the guy that made Suicide Squad, like, wrote a letter a to all app. investors. He did a notes <laughs> app being like, like, the stocks are going to keep going up. And they were like, hmm, we don't think so. <laughs> What's funny about Mnuchin is that he definitely did that, not because he thought that was in the best financial interest of the country but because trump kept telling him like just call them call make them. it go up now yeah. <laughs> well, get jamie on the phone get lloyd I mean, on the phone what's going on here? i don't want to blame so much by the way just on mnuchin and trump uh, uh, and everything i think that this is like that 2008 was never like dealt with you know what i mean like we are now like still dealing with what happened in 2008 like nobody that was a major recession that was never addressed we're now at i think levels of credit card debt like surpassing what the mortgage debt levels were in 2008 yeah basically Uh, our entire financial system is one big like ponzi scheme yeah on top of a shell yeah and it's also not possible to live as an american and like have a life that is worth living without going into massive amounts of debt like that's really what it is but by the way also i do find it a little bit annoying like i've been seeing some of the take where people are like good like rich people are losing a lot of money and like i do agree with that but also it's going to make everybody like a Great Depression wouldn't be fun for everybody. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, uh, like I guess this like, shit's gonna suck. It's gonna <laughs> suck. You know what I mean? And Sean McElwee, I saw tweeting out. He's like, in good news, like they lost a lot of money. I'm like, yeah, but bad news is attached to that too, my friend. Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> All yeah, right. Unfortunately. So um, next prediction: uh, echo terrorism is going to come back in a big way, and Ooh, I give a hell yes so. to that one. Did yeah, you, I, I like that yeah. one. I read this article called Children of Ted, and it was 
I think it was in New York Magazine, and it was like a long-form piece, which they rarely do because New York Magazine mostly sucks. But it was all about just these uh, these young people, people our age, who read the manifesto and went, this is good shit, and went out to live in the huh. woods. What's interesting, though, is that there was a split in the Children of Ted. Basically, some of the groups that live out in the woods and skin rats and are becoming one with nature disavow Kaczynski's violence, but like his message. Other groups like his violence and are like, we need to start sending mail bombs. And then there's the third split to go back to full circle. There's a <laughs> there's a Unabomber turf movement <laughs> that that is exclusively interested in preserving cisgender ecological relations. And they are violently turf and violently uh, against civilization. They're, they're called the anti-civ movement. It's Really fascinating read and totally bizarre. So yes, I think shit's going to start getting blown up in the next couple of years, especially <laughs> as climate change gets worse. You and know, I think that there might be an upswing in eco-terrorism, and I also think there might be an upswing in deserved eco-terrorism. Yes. <laughs> it's complicated because like- It's not that like, complicated. It's not complicated. Yeah. It's not complicated. It's very simple. Um, I mean, it is not that complicated. I'm like, the way to get a lot of these, like it's like 100 companies doing all this stuff. I think like at this point, with with the fact that we got 12 years before there's irreversible damage, uh, people will start taking action, especially as the government continues to let fires destroy, you know, towns and floods to, you know, take out coastal neighborhoods and, uh, you know, droughts to kick in all over the Midwest. And if you think there are refugee crises that are bad now, wait till you see what happens when the water wars begin. Yeah. So that brings us to our next prediction. Um, there will be more migrant deaths at the border, and no one will really do anything about it. I mean, that seems a obvious yes. That's a yes I mean, if Trump dies. That's a yes if Trump, Pence, all the Republicans, you know, are taken off the map and Nancy Pelosi becomes president. Like, that's yeah. going to happen. Wall or no wall, that's a yes. Yeah, that's a yes. I mean, we saw, like— we saw, I mean, we saw like children get hit with like tear gas at the border just a couple weeks ago, just not too far from like where where we live, Jonathan. And, uh, yeah, you know, the, the, the reaction for that was like people were upset by that picture for approximately three hours. And then no, like, like I there was like no coverage of it on any Look, of the I mean, cable news not channels only the that, next day. It's too it's too uncomfortable for people. But, I think they but, don't like to cover it. I mean, the media in Tijuana was 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 cheering on the the border violence like the, i mean it, it, our the imperialism <laughs> involved in how we treat these migrants it, it goes down to other countries the, you know in mexico and the cities they can't stand immigrants coming in from honduran and honduras and, and creating uh, you know this chaos. They blame the immigrants. Like no matter we we are right. we are conditioned to blame they refugees. They need to blame us, like because it's our fault because we created problems in Honduras and South right. America. Yeah. Right. We we can't we can never act like it, it. The way that that blame works is it just it all goes down. We blame someone below us, right? And they blame someone below them, and that's how class is enforced internationally. All right. So moving on to the next prediction, which I definitely uh, consider under apocalyptica. A lot of Woodstock '99 nostalgia. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You think so? I feel like people. I think people will reflect on it, but still focus on the negative aspect because it would take. 
Like you, the history on that has never been rewritten. I remember very clearly when it was happening. Like the reporting from it was all about like the mud and the violence right. and the rapes and the sexual assault. Like I don't know if if anybody is around who could try to save that. I feel like they kind of gave up on. I, I don't mean the event itself. I mean the music scene around it. I think we're going to see a return to new metal. I think we're going to see new kinds of emo music. I think we're going to see we've had 10 years of dance music and hip hop completely dominating pop. And I do think like there's going to be some sort of like Green Day style, like, like, like pop punk movement in the next few years. I think that's inevitable. I don't think it'll be white either. I think it'll be like an evolution from like the way that emo hip hop is going. It seems like you could see a, a few, I don't know. I'm not a music critic. I don't critic. think so. I, I don't, I don't, I, gar, I don't think guitars are coming back. I, I just, I just, really you think they're <laughs> over. Guitars are over. Um, I don't see it happening. I, I see more like Carly Rae Jepsen's happen, you know, an artist who, if she came out, you know, in 99 would be regarded as for like 10 year olds being treated as like a serious musical artist i see more us pop yeah poptimism uh run rampant uh i think they're like those guys that they were just a band that just came out like the fake led zeppelin band what was their uh names the kids they were like they're all like brothers and oh i know what you're talking about uh no don't no don't know it fake led don't know I just the typed name. in fake Led Zeppelin, but it didn't give me anything. And like, well, <laughs> anyway, their album was, you know, lambasted um, as being just, you know, atrocious. So even they, even though diving into that boomer nostalgia, can't get any love for um, straight up rock and roll music. It was awful, but um, yeah, guitars are over. I don't think Woodstock '99 is going to come back in any way, shape, or form. We're not going to have like that whole thing. It's just done. Like when you look at something like Live Nation and what they've, how they've changed uh, concerts and what they mean and what festivals are and what they mean. Like it's over. Yeah. Music is done, folks. Well, it's just it's just completely consolidated. I mean, Live Nation is Ticketmaster. I mean, there's no difference. Is AEG like there is no difference between is Golden Voice? It's all one. So those are all one company under a bunch of umbrellas. So, you know, the algorithm that's in place through through apps like Spotify and Pandora are obviously catered towards the the artists that are signed with those labels and companies. Like it is it is a contract system similar now to the studio system like it's. So I mean, as in, as an independent artist, as a musician, I can't think of a worse time. I, I'm going to continue to boycott music in uh, 2019. I shan't be listening to any of it, uh, <laughs> just as I did in 2018. Just sweet silence. Right. Yeah, uh, indie music's still good. Check out Struggle Session Radio for some indie. Uh, it's a good episode. I've, I've been listening to that playlist a lot. All right. Um, one person said they're excited to see centrist death squads with names like Society Project for American Zealotry, led by Cody Dennis, 
Sirenita Campbell finally hit the streets. Man, that is specific. (laughs) Um, I don't know if quite that will happen, but I... I don't think we're going to get centrist death squads except for online. Yeah, but I I think there is something to there. There is going to be a type of radical centrism that will Well, they are already getting radicalized. Like, the way that these people act online is pretty radicalized for, like... For, I mean, I get, uh, you can say the same thing about, you know, the newly sort of uh, radicalized online leftists and everything like that, except that they're, like, advocating for something. <laughs> like, I, well, they with, don't have a job. With like, the, that's like, the radical difference. centrists, I just don't get, like, what they're in favor of, except they're, for just, like, the status, status quo. quo. Well, but most of them are just getting paid to just, like, someone like Neera Tandon, it's just her job to get in fights on Twitter now. Like, I, the, the role of the, the Center for American Progress has shifted. Her title is... Person who gets in fights online. I, don't, Jay, that is, I do not think that's her job. That's what she does. But I do not think does that's actually online. what she's supposed to be doing. I think most of the yeah. people there are kind of. How about th- this for a prediction? I think Nira Tanding is going to get kicked out of uh, Cal- oh, yeah. 2019. It's got to happen. I mean, the, they the want, sexual like, harassment thing, geez, the, the constant just, online. It's just terrible. Um, I was going to say, I think that uh, what we're witnessing with with like centrist and centrist politics in the country is like the new formation of like the new conservatives. Like now that uh, uh, Republicans are just like full on just double down on like racism, like like outright. Uh, I think that we are seeing what you know how, what type of millennial becomes a conservative. And a blue, they just, yeah, yeah, we're seeing the like blue, blue cons- conservatism, the, the, the new kind of blue, it's it. Maybe they'll title themselves like the new blue dog. It's like or the, something the like options that. here are like like there's leftism, which is sort of progress and looking into the future. There's standard sort of establishment Democrats, which is just like, you know, re- maintain the status quo or the Obama status quo. And then there are Republicans, which are just like we are in a death cult and uh, are afraid of minorities. Well, you know, it's very funny, for example, that. A lot of L.A. Democrats were talking about how wonderful it is that Orange County is now blue. I'm like, as if those people became more left wing. Right. I'm like, (laughs) it's just that we have uh, redder blue people down there. (laughs) It's the the Chuck Schumer strategy. All right. So moving on now, now that we've gotten the apocalypse out of the way, we're going to move on to art and culture. Some good stuff. Is it going to continue to be terrible? Oh, um, let's see. All right. First, <laughs> first prediction. I think this is a strong one. Um, Kevin Spacey stars in Infowars' first dramatic series. Uh, it it kind of miss missing on the details. One thing uh, is missing is Kevin Spacey is a Democrat, proud Democrat, mm. friends with the Clintons, so he won't be on Infowars. Yeah, but he's no. a Jeffrey Epstein Democrat. No, he's which, been on which the is plane. otherwise what, what? called a Democrat. Yeah, <laughs> called like called like their core constituency, like the people they truly care about and love the very most. <laughs> yeah. uh, I was gonna say, I d- it does not fit for me for him to do it for Infowars. Uh, it fits for me to for him to be starring in whatever Harvey's new thing is that's gonna be debuting this year. Oh yeah, so Harvey Weinstein coming back, 2019. I, I'm I'm like I feel pretty fucking confident about that to be honest with you. Like the the Kevin Spacey video is just a precursor. All these guys like got shamed. They they you know faced accountability, whatever that means, and got to like keep all their money yeah. and everything. You know what I mean? So like I think we're Harvey, seeing a lot more of this kind of shit, like what we my, saw with uh, Kevin. My prediction is Harvey gets acquitted, but will get taken to civil court and will 
give like half of his money. Harvey's going to lose a lot of money, but you're absolutely right that he is the. I, I even read I read an article a couple weeks ago that was like the case is like falling apart, and I was like, oh, that's that then. <laughs> like yeah. he's like, uh, it's well, look, it's Cy Vance. The guy yeah. has never prosecuted a real crook in his life. So yeah, who else is coming back? Um, so my we got a lot of predictions about in art and culture about which sex predators are uh, coming back. Uh, I think all of them. I don't know if they're all coming back in 2019, but they're all coming back. Kevin Spacey's video and the stuff that you hear about, like Louis talking about in his stand up, it's like there are similar themes happening here, and we're starting to get to witness like what is going through these elite guys' heads. Like they're all thinking, they are all talking about this thing of like tried without a jury. Yeah, uh, they're all talking about like you know that in art, you know, we need to like have transgression and stuff like that. Uh, like sort of like co opting those ideas uh, to you know be about like how they like committed sex crimes and shit uh, uh i don't know i think that those are like a couple of the similarities that you see between the uh the spacey video and and louis stand up I, I think kevin still thinks he's frank underwood well i, I mean he, yeah. he got deep in character they never pulled him out well look it's a cry for help the real reality of that video first of all Kevin Spacey is like the, you know, the thing that came out about or that, you know, that he was getting that he's now getting. What is it? He got uh, uh, charges yeah, put up against him. He got him. charged. Yeah. Uh, he got yeah, charged. Gr- groping a guy at a bar. At, in Nantucket. In Nantucket. An 18-year-old at a bar in Nantucket. Now, first of all, if you told me, you know, that Kevin Spacey went to Nantucket to, like, hit on young men and sexually assault them, I'd say I cannot picture Kevin Spacey doing anything but that. And right. took it to be that honest pretty, with you. Sounds like the point of being there. Um, it feels to me. I watched this video. He might be in Nantucket. Um, and I also think that he's surrounded by people who told him that that video was a good idea because he's right now only surrounded by like, you know, hangers yes, on and not even so much. Yes, men, but like people that are like almost like exploiting him and like living with it. You know what I mean? Not not to say that Kevin Spacey can be exploited, really, but, you know, people that are just uh, uh you know, that he surrounded himself with yes men who are like using his money and they're saying like, yes, yeah. you can act your way out of this, Kevin. Yeah, like enablers. Well, here, enablers. Well, here is, is the yeah. thing, though. It worked because nobody was yeah. talking oh, about the fact that nobody was talking about the fact that he was being charged with sexual assault. Everybody was just talking about the video and how weird his it video. Is. Yeah, and so that worked. They got we. He got people to talk about his TV show that he got fired from instead of the fact that he might be going to prison for sexual assault. So I think- now I do think though that overall I don't think it worked the way that they intended it to, which I think that they thought it was going to be like everyone like wow this acting is so incredible we need him back today. Well, well there was about I would say thirty percent of people who were like that. More on Facebook than Twitter, but yes. So um, whoever, that PR firm, um, you did a great job. (laughs) All right. Um, Louis Louis C.K., he coming back? He getting the show? Louis Louis moving to France where he'll be like hyper successful. I think he's just waiting for the protest to end. (laughs) I I think he wants to be, he he wants to, you can tell that for the past few years he's been less interested in comedy and more interested in, you know, art films and european snootery so you know fine go live with roman louis gonna move to france and maybe do a stand-up set where he shows his dick on stage and says the n-word that's that's how far louis might go yeah i look forward to seeing it in french 
there's going to be a prestige show about how soft liberalism is the way to fight fascism and communists are just as bad. Like, I think that's everyone that every prestige, prestige show, prestige show right now. <laughs> I mean, what well, I mean, they've already they've only announced one of Barack Obama's things for Netflix. So, yeah, that's that's a lot. The fifth risk. <laughs> the fifth risk. Is that what it's called? Are you yeah, fucking yeah, kidding me? And you Are know you kidding about, me? Right, it's called the fifth. It's about the transition. <laughs> it's about the tra- It's about his employee. Yeah, I know. I, I knew what it was about. I did not know it was called the fifth. Jesus. Christ. Yes, the fifth risk. <laughs> I. I mean, that's one thing I can't wait for in 2019. I guess it'll be in 2019 that we get to see the first show that has produced by Barack Obama in the credits, it's, and it's a show about his his people like <laughs> losing their jobs. <laughs> okay, anime and manga begin to replace comic books as the new IP goldmine for Hollywood franchise development. I I don't think this year. I don't think this year. That does feel like a safe presumption for the post like superhero era. Let's see how ba- I don't think this let's year. Let's see how Bal Angel Alita does. I think era, I think that's what they are all going to do if ba- if Alita makes like a billion dollars and yeah, but Hollywood is deeply reactionary and stupid. As soon as marijuana was legalized, a series of really bad TV and movies about weed came out, and they all flopped because they sucked, and Hollywood went, nobody wants to see a show right. about stoners anymore. Nobody likes poli- stoner comedies. Same with politics shows right now. Like, they, you know, they, like, greenlit every single one because they were like, we should, there's a gold rush. Like, Trump's in office. Then all these shows, like, sucked. And so they're like, no one likes any politics shows. I'm like, you guys made the wrong ones unfortunately <laughs> so i do think when people burn out on comics anime is inevitable i mean we are getting a netflix live action bebop my big thing is this is that like i think the larger question with anime uh, adaptations is what do asian movie goers want to see out of american movies um like you see things I, I, like that would be i think the big reason why maybe it wouldn't work to be honest with you is hollywood because- keeps fucking that up too they they Crazy Rich Asians was a massive flop in Asia. Right. Like these like so I I kind of like wonder I'm like you know, it could go either way. Like, it could be that, like, you know, a, a massive anime adaptation would go over huge in Asia, or it could be that they're, like, more familiar with the source work, and so they, like, are, you know, more discerning about it or something, and so that it doesn't work as well as an adaptation. Like, I think part of the reason why these superhero movies are so popular is because they're, like, distilled the most sort of, like, modern American, as American yeah. as movies can be, and they're, like, big and colorful and sort of nothing but icons for, you know, people in Asia to watch translated into another language. Well, let's ask Scarlett Johansson. (laughs) All right. So we have, uh, of course, a few Disney questions. All of the big Disney movies, Avengers 4, Lion King remake, Star Wars 9, will make a billion each. I'll say two out of three. Avengers Uh, and Lion King, yes. Okay, what what are the other ones? Avengers, Lion King, Star Wars 9... Tough, and I don't think so. I no, don't think not, so. And not Aladdin either, and not Dumbo. Those are both not going to no. make a billion. Yeah, but Lion King, I think, will make a billion. What? People are real are, stupid. How much did the first Lion King? Like, is that going to be well I, international? I, I just think though that I think so. I think so because it's like a uh, uh, um, uh, Lion King is iconic for young people below thirty five, and I do think overseas, like I, I think it's designed to be a movie that's for overseas. Like this is a movie that's fully dubbed; it's an animated film. You know well, what uh, I mean? But like, they're calling it live okay. action, and well, it's fucking this hideous. Change something. Um, 
The Jungle Book made $966 million, and Beauty and the Beast, the live-action one, made $1.3 billion. Yeah, Lion King's yeah, going to so cross I guess the Lion King's going to do it. But yeah. Aladdin and also, Dumbo... Also, a billion dollars is less than it used to be yeah. from movies <laughs> these days. Aladdin, Aladdin looks like a porno. Aladdin looks awful. Straight up. Straight Aladdin up looks like a porno. People like got tricked by the Beauty and the Beast one, but I, I knew it when I saw it. I was like, this is like an ABC Friday like original movie. <laughs> like it's like the the uh the Beauty and the Beast event, except that the effects were good. Hey, how- uh, so I think now that, that like it's kind of wearing off in Aladdin when people have seen the uh the trailer. How much do you think Infinity War made? How much did the last one make? No, what, like one point six it made billion? Two is my billion. Guess? Wow. Well, then yes. Yeah, of they're course, all going stupid. Fucking Endgame makes like probably three they're billion. They're all going to make like, a billion Monopoly dollars. dollars. Also, Jake, by the way, are we are we now like maybe they make ten billion dollars because the dollar crashes? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Here's my question though: Can and I, I think this might be it. I don't know if like the new Avengers with Spider Man and Black Panther will have the same. I mean, can you do that? They'll you try. mean if they after all the. After Avengers Endgame, like, they, the, the half the universe is blown up. You know the stakes really can't get any bigger. Well, like they, they, how how can you no, raise? No, they the they don't I raise think, the stakes. Infinity War, the stakes are lower than they were in Guardians of the Galaxy too. Like it doesn't matter. True. It it just doesn't matter. The only question is when will people get sick of these movies? Get tired movies? of it. Mm-hmm. I'm I I think it may happen, but not in 2019. Not in 2019. So we won't talk I agree. About it in this episode, I agree. Marvel is not dead yet, but Star Wars definitely is dead. Star Wars was dead. We were right about that, and we we knew about it. But Star but Marvel is not dead yet. Sadly, yes. I think Captain Marvel might flop. Captain Marvel. That thing. Somebody sent me a like side by side of Captain Marvel stills from the uh, trailer to Green Lantern stills yeah. from the. Uh, <laughs> and yeah. there's like, <laughs> I'm like, mm, man, maybe it will flop. Yeah, it looks like a PS2 game. Yeah. Uh, I don't think anybody likes that character either. Like, uh, as much as they like have tried to pretend that people like that character, I don't think people really are stoked about. Oh it. my God, Carol well, Danvers! Carol yeah, it doesn't Danvers? doesn't happen. Well, uh, Jack Zack Snyder gets to direct the Star Wars. Sally, no, nope. Sally, no, of course not. No, he's in jail right now. Not yeah. literally. I mean, isn't we, he doing like, be careful, John. Yeah. No, directly. You have to be very clear in this day and age in the post me to movement that we, you mean yes. metaphorically. He's in. No. He's in. Zack Snyder's in, a good man. Yeah, he's a family man. He's a, but he's in director's jail because uh, Justice League. He's not gonna. He's gonna have a few years to do his own thing. Okay. He's got to make his fucking fountainhead uh, adaptation. <sighs> All right. Um, Episode nine not only underperforms but is a flop. Star Wars becomes TV only, or new no. Star Wars TV show and movie will tank. Ryan Johnson fired from his trilogy. Is that a per- 2018 prediction? Because yeah, already he's already fired, been fired. Folks. He's not making. He's a movie. already been fired. He's, yeah, he's not, not doing that trilogy. trilogy. Uh, Are you joking? Yes, Ryan is not doing uh, another Star Wars film. That's for sure. Um, I, I guess it's time to finally uh, make all our predictions on episode nine. Okay, I guess it's time to finally put that like, down. Um, at the end, of- I think I'll say I'll say I've put some thought into this. I think that episode nine uh, does not make as much money as Force Awakens. I think that that slide continues. Whether it makes as little as uh, it goes as little as Last Jedi, I'm Solo. not sure. Uh, it won't go as low as Solo. No, no question that's about impossible. It. It'll it'll be like it'll be regarded as a success, is what I think. As far as like success of the movie, I also think that it will be beloved by critics and like Reddit guys alike. 
Because I think that JJ d- knows how to do that stuff. I think JJ like wants to play to the crowd in a way that like Ryan was very specifically not trying to play to the crowd. I think. I think here's here's the big question, uh, and I'll put it to you guys in a second here. But uh, what do you think the over under of minutes of Rose Tycho appearing in the movie? <laughs> uh, I over under, over under ten minutes. I go Four. under. I go under ten minutes is what I oh, think. No. Uh, here's what I think is going to happen. I, I think, think Luke f- comes back to life. I think Rose yep. Tycho is barely in the movie. I think Reddit guys love it. I think critics like it. I think it does okay with money, and I think it's an atrocious piece of shit, and I hate I think, it so I think it deeply. opens up. They're going to have, like, a funeral for Leia at some point. It's yeah. going to open with and the funeral gonna, for Leia. Yeah. Uh, Ray, yeah, it'll, it'll, there'll be a time jump. It's already, they've announced that it's a year after, so it's not, like, picking up the same way the last one did. Well, you can't. There's the end. Well, you know, they, like they how no fucking Star Wars has ever done that, and Ryan just made a weird idea that he wanted to do like a a gag or something. <laughs> it's just not gonna. Yeah, I mean, I think JJ will play to the crowd, but I do think in the end, this new trilogy may end up being uh, reviled more than the. Lucas oh, I think in the long run, the test absolutely. of time. Yeah, the test of time. I also think that this JJ piece is not going to be the end of any kind of trilogy. It's going to be like another episode of the Ray story or whatever. Like there's going to be an episode 10, not the year after, but like maybe two to three years after. Oh, yeah. She'll get try. her own Rogue One. She'll yeah. get her own like Ray universe. Story. Yeah, I, I just so. think that like. I'm not so sure about that. I, and I do think that they are going to be like, like, uh, uh, I don't think we're going to get as many of these like side stories. I think they're going to only make it the mainline movies, but they'll just make a lot more of the mainline movies. Yeah. I okay. think the prediction that Star Wars is going to become a TV thing or and not even a TV thing, but a streaming thing is largely going to be true. I think the next, yeah, the I think the next movie after, um, after episode nine will be on the Disney streaming service premiere. That'll be the big thing. Well, but also that'll be around the time when every movie starts premiering on the Disney streaming service. All right. Right. So more, a little bit, a little bit more. Here's a couple, here's a couple more predictions is that I think Netflix is not going to survive for too much longer because I think they, they have a lot of debt from GE and GE might uh, default on their debt before too long. So and I they're think- fucked because without their catalog, they're going to only have their originals. Independent filmmakers no longer want to sell to them because they know their films will get buried. And the originals the are bad. <laughs> yeah. No one's going to stay signed up just for Ozark. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so moving on to uh, well, one, one more Disney prediction: Black Panther gets a Best Picture nomination, and but I like but I Black Panther becomes the new but I have a black friend. Um, that's that's well, already the case. Hold on a second here. I think that I think that I like to get out became the yeah. I have a black friend, and then I like Black Panther became the next I like get out. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I. I yeah, I do want to say I I actually think that the you know the the what do they call them the committee the Oscars the Academy showed a Academy, little yeah. spine after they canceled their popular movie film category they did cancel it we talked about yeah they stuck yeah, up to and ABC. they said they weren't going to do the like Star Wars and Marvel category and so I think they show a little bit of backbone. And do not nominate Black Panther for best film. They might give it, you know, what, what, what's the secondary one that they give? The bullshit one, best screenplay or best director. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, best director. Yeah, that, that's, they'll do that one, but they won't do 
it for the nomination. That's my prediction. No, I mean Disney Disney is aggressively lobbying for a best picture nomination. I think they'll get the nomination, but I don't think they'll win it. I think it'll be like, yeah, you get the nomination. Yeah, I mean, I could see Black Panther getting nominated. Not a chance that it wins. Um yeah, I, I don't think that it wins. I don't think that it's just not that no, good. it's not a good movie at all. It's not a good movie. It's not. It's not but there, not to say that there's that many like really good movies this year but or they, anything like that. But mm. I also think that the, the Academy is like snobby in their specific way. So it's like, yes, Black Panther is not a very good movie, but they, I think, would not like deign to give it to a superhero movie, even just in general. I just want to see Gotti get his honor for doing two, you know, two movies this year. <laughs> or, or sorry, did I say Gotti? I, I want to see Pitbull. Oh, get Pitbull. his honor for doing two movies this year. Pitbull did Gaudy and Aquaman. He wow. did Ocean to Ocean, the cover of Africa by Toto. Oh, I've listened to Aquaman. it. I've listened to it. I want to see Aquaman, yeah, actually. It's 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 bad. But, I mean, it's interesting. Everybody's bad. saying it's, it's good, actually good. Everyone likes it. Like It's like fun. The, the, it's bad. Too bad. I'm a DC guy. I've decided, All like, right. for a while I was like, you know what? I don't like DC because I only like Batman versus Superman. Now I'm a partisan. <laughs> I'm just a DC person. I like the DC movies. I haven't even seen Aquaman, and I'm like, it's good. Right. Let's, if let's you want to see, like, a very thin Patrick Wilson riding a shark, I mean, this is the movie for you. It makes okay. no sense. It sounds like Aquaman. <laughs> sounds better than Spider-Man Homecoming. I didn't like Homecoming. All right. So um, <laughs> next prediction. Uh, this is people like that Spider-Verse one, though, right? Did you guys I see loved that one? it. I didn't see oh, it. Uh, Everybody loves that movie. Incredible. Everybody's like, that's like the best movie of the uh, year. I'm like, that is that? No, <laughs> it's the best animated film of the year. And, 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 and frankly, it makes the point that there should never be a live action superhero movie again. They should all be cartoons. I do kind of agree with that. I do think that uh, maybe we should make them cartoons. Yeah. Whatever. I would love them if they were. Maybe cartoons. just don't make them anymore. Actually, Look, yeah. there are some good Blade. Are you telling me you rather uh, you Spider Man into the verse? That's true. Than Blade, come on. Let's not get. <laughs> is let's not gorgeous. get you know too high on this shit. Like it, every time there's a good animated superhero movie, people say the it's same true. thing, and then they forget that that animated superhero movie exists for the rest of their lives and never watch it again. There's no Blade cartoon. I would love. There to see is a Blade, a Blade cartoon. cartoon. JDB it had 13 episodes. It was oh. an anime. Everybody said how wow. great it was, and then they. They forgot oh it, the Netflix one or I'm not the, the, wow. the anime. everybody right, right, right. forgets wow. them so that's why that's I'm why sorry. I am not a revi- uh, that's why I'm not so strong on the anime option only for superhero movies because mm-hmm. while they are fun when we watch them they mostly tend to be forgettable and not, not nearly as memorable as even the bad live actions or the good comics that they originate from so I don't know about that, but I, I yeah. get what you mean. So, um, next prediction. Uh, this is relating to uh, Get Out, which you just mentioned. This is kind of my prediction, too. So, Us, Jordan Peele's uh, new uh, film. Very hyped. Mm-hmm. Everybody's excited about the trailer. I think people are going to watch this, not like where he goes with it, and he's going to become the new M. Night Shyamalan. Interesting. It's what possible. do you predict as far as uh, uh, where he goes with it? What do you? Mean I don't know. Uh, no, I think either he's gonna have a twist that people like, or because people are kind of because the trailer. A lot of people have been saying like there must be something else going on, and people are trying to analyze it, look for the political message, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. When the trailer just makes it look like a straight up um, like horror movie, just a straight up it looks like, right. like a straight up slasher film, and I think either he d- does just a straight up horror movie. 
or he has a twist in it somewhere that people don't like either in either option he's not i don't think he's going to give people what they're expecting which is some very woke social commentary that's very explicit right. i don't think he i, I don't agree think he's going to go there and people are going to be disappointed in it they're going to say it's not as good as get out and they're going to you know kind of turn on jordan I think it's po- true. The guy made one incredible movie and they were already like master of the marketing is in- intense, like master of horror, a new nightmare from like the way that he has been elevated. I mean, this is part of our elevated horror thing we were talking about in a previous episode, the way that he's been marketed as more than just a horror guy, like uh, the master of social horror and social thrillers that will bite him in the ass when it doesn't have the exact message that that people are expecting. It's not going to be the same as Get Out. It's going to be good, but it's just not going to it's not going to have that surprise element that Get Out had. Now, so it came yeah, out of nowhere. I go and- I go a slightly different direction than you guys in that I think he might have a social message in the film, but one that people just don't like it. <laughs> That's much. another podcast. Right. So they that don't like possible, yeah. and like it's like maybe too black or something like that. Like or I potentially or potentially like you know, Not it's about a bunch of rich people. No, but it's about a bunch of rich people in right. each town. So there's going to be like a class element that'll be interesting. Look, I, I'm really looking forward to the movie. I think that Peel basically is the, if he wanted to play it this way, he could be like the next Wes Craven. But Wes Craven, it's interesting. Wes Craven was never given Oscars. He was never given uh, the prestige and like, like genre and horror were essentially never taken seriously by critics. But now in the Poptimism era, it is, which is a double-edged sword because it could bite him in the ass if it's marketed in a way that makes it more than just an awesome horror movie, which is good enough. Like, that's all I ask for. But if it's not like the same mind-blowing, holy shit experiences get out, people are going to get yeah, pissy. I, yeah, I think that's going to happen. Uh, Jordan, you're going to get canceled in 2019. Sorry, bro. <laughs> I actually think the film will be very good, uh, but it, he won't survive it. Um Oof. it's the expectations and marketing of the machine are just like not normal or sustainable for anyone even the most talented yeah, all people. right so next prediction um next last two predictions kind of you know closer to a little bit closer to home first one law and order svu does a chapel trap house slash dirtbag left episode yeah i think that's pretty, pretty likely. likely they've they've done a lot they've, <laughs> they covered everything else they cover incels they cover yeah um, yeah it's actually a little fucked up that like uh incels got covered before Chaco yes Trap it House. is uh, yeah unfortunately considering the crossover yeah. there. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe maybe, maybe the, it'll be a come town episode instead yeah i think but, but, like what would the like crime that? be Oh, would, would someone like blow up an empty bank or something? Yeah, or- <laughs> and then they're going, then they're like, we found that he listened to this podcast. Could be election related should- too. So they do yeah. a mix, right? So sometimes SVU, like they'll have the thing be, you know, directly related to the crime or it'll just be like a side thing where like, like, you know, Felix will like witness a murder outside their um, palatial <laughs> right. podcasting yeah. mansion or something, something like that, where it will just be right. like the like the in the uh, one of the first segments where they'll actually go into the uh, Chapo Trap House and interview all of them because they saw something or were loosely connected to it, or one of them might. Yeah, I knew uh, the yeah, guy. Was- <laughs> he came in now and then, and it's like a guy who's just fixing Yeah, and they're the just podcasting the entire time while the detective... Ben- and they start mocking them on live on air. That's the kind of thing that SVU would do. 
Look at these two pigs coming into our studio. It'll it'll be like a live podcast. They think that the podcast is done like live. Like everybody listens on their phone at the exact same time while they're doing. Oh no, Benson, you've gone viral. (laughs) All right. And last prediction. One I really like. um, Street Fight X Struggle Session live show. Yes, Yes, please. Let's do it. That is definitely going to happen. 1,000, 1,000 percent, as well as our stri- our struggle session X Katie Halper live show in New York yeah. City. Mm-hmm. We're still working out the yeah. details on that, but that will happen. Um, I can predict now struggle session will be bigger and better in 2019 than it was in 2018. And it was already, you know, pretty good. Oh, we were huge, huge in 2018. Man. Are you kidding me? World renowned. Yeah, world um, renowned. We got a. Uh, we're going to get yeah, more we press. Um, we're going to get that beach photo shoot done yes um, it didn't how oh, goddamn did not fine. happen in 2018 sadly but it will happen in 2019 yeah. hey i know a guy i believe yeah yeah oh man well we hope you have a fantastic new year as usual you can hang out in the discord say hi anytime we've got a lot of crazy shit to talk about the world isn't getting any better anytime soon and there's plenty of content to complement it so we uh, we hope you have a f- nice new year. Yeah. The suffering will yeah, continue. Well, the suffering Guaranteed. will continue, but you know, check out the podcast and uh, and at least understand why. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like what you hear? Want to hear more? Check us out at patreon.com slash struggle session or sesh.plus or struggle session.substack.com for all our public episodes, commercial free, as well as hundreds of bonus episodes. Thank you to all our listeners for holding us down five years strong.